Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Curious Competitor Podcast. I'm your host today of the Mini Sticks show, uh, a shorter version of the Curious Competitor Podcast, similar to, uh, I don't know, whatever else would be bite size out there. Trying to make something shorter. Uh, everyone's living busy lives. Uh, we all have, you know, two million times we need to check our Twitter in a day. Um, you know, I'm sure if you're like me, you have six missed phone calls from your mom. So trying to keep it uh, high and tight here. Uh, we welcome Robin Sharma back. What a blast from the past. Uh, what a breath of fresh air. He always is. I feel better. We're, I'm doing the intro here after we uh, recorded. And I just feel better having listened to him. So if you don't like my voice, uh, stick around for Robin. Although if you're listening still by now, I'm sure you do. We talk about making the world a better place. Uh, why people laugh at trying to uh, tackle such an ideal when really it's up to us and only us as humans uh, to be able to take on um, this ideal. We discuss how no one's mama really wants to raise them to be average. I know Lexi and I just welcomed a child into the world and we are convinced of all the 7 billion people in the world that he is the most special. So it's a race for second out there for anyone else. Uh, Parents, I get how you feel now. What a gift uh, this little guy is, except I did get mad at him for the first time the other night. I had uh, put him to sleep, I think, three or four consecutive times for by the time my head hit the pillow, he was unhappy with his uh, circumstances again, so I had to get back up. We also talk about this, the power of creating community and how we can flip this concept of uh, ridicule, how people and and communities will ridicule anything new we want to do. They will ridicule our, our highest efforts. They will ridicule uh, our, you know, frankly, everything that we're going to try to do uh, new in the world because they want to keep us in the pattern uh, that they held us in prior to. Uh, but there's also another side of that coin where there are people that uh, have it within them to root for the risk takers. So sort of the man in the arena uh, quote comes to mind from Theodore Roosevelt, which is overused, but extremely powerful every single time. I would say. And then another comment that I found Robin uh, communicates so clearly is this concept of living life on purpose. Uh, So stick around with Robin Sharba and I as we bring back a blast from the past uh, in our new mini stick series. Thank you. You know, often, Connor, when people mock self-help, if you want to call it, or call it personal mastery or elite performance, then maybe that's more acceptable. But when they mock it, it's coming from a place of judgment, and underneath that judgment is fear. Because to embrace a new habit, to embrace a new mindset, to embrace a new heart set, to read a new book, to have a conversation that actually disrupts the way you see the world is a terrifying thing to an insecure person. So they'd rather spend their days excusing their lack of materializing their greatness. They'd rather escape into Netflix or video games or being busy, being busy versus confront where they've betrayed their own talent. I mean, I think you you, you getting on the path of growth and trying to make yourself into the best athlete and the best husband perhaps the best father down the road, the best human being you can. That's how you change the world. There's a couple words there in our initial conversation I want to tease out. And one of them 
is this concept of selfishness. And first off, I think it's hysterical that uh, Robin alluded to becoming a father, because uh, I believe at this time, uh, Lexi secretly uh, was pregnant. I'm not positive we were, we were telling people at that time. But, you know, my relationship with this word uh, selfish, and it came up in the Jana Hefford uh, podcast where, you know, she discussed in, in her life and in, in with her partner, uh, you know, where she would have to draw boundaries and, and be clear about, you know, hey, this is the time where I need to serve myself. And I think selfishness can have a negative uh, connotation, but I think when our greatest desires and our greatest goals, because that's what selfishness is, right? It's, it's, hey, Lexi, or, or hey, whomever in our life, I have this really high, challenging goal I want to pursue. Uh, it's going to take next to all of me uh, to engage with it. It's, it's really going to take, um, you know, a great amount of my brain space, a great amount of my energy in a day. Uh, really all of my waking hours and, and, you know, all of my work time and most of my free time. I think there's great vulnerability in inviting others to keep us accountable in that process and to frankly love us along the way. I think that we have a duty to ourselves. We have a duty to others. Robin talks about, you know, how it's examples that pave the way. It's examples that change the world. Um... And I, I try to be that. And I think that if we can remove and, and some of the negativity around selfishness and, and sort of polish it a bit and repackage it as something that uh, when shared, when, when brought into the light, right, a lot of our um, darkest features as people, um, if they're not talked about or addressed, can, can sort of eat alive at us from underneath the hood versus when we put all our cards on the table and communicate with our loved ones our teammates, uh, whomever, uh, about what it's going to take for me, for us to be our best. I think there's great power in that. And I wanted to highlight that because it's something I've been thinking a lot about, especially this term came up a lot in the Michael Jordan documentary. Tom Brady just won his 2000th or, I mean, if we're counting his seventh Super Bowl, uh, and you know, there's a sacrifice, a word that's thrown out a lot, competitiveness, uh, sometimes we'll take over for that word, um, selfishness sometimes when, when others think it's, it's running too hot and someone is being, uh, too obsessive. Uh, another great resource actually was the Tim Ferriss, uh, and Michael Phelps podcast. Uh, and I'm forgetting the, the Aussie swimmer's name right this second. Um, I think it was, he called him hacks. I, I, Grant Hackett, I think was his name. And, uh, they discuss, you know, just how intensely they would, you know, weaponize their 24 hours in a day, uh, towards beating other people and, you know, to achieve great things, there's an element of, of where we have to do things that other people are not willing to do. Um, and if we are able to be sort of open about that cost, I don't think it's something that will creep up on us, um, as violently. I mean, if you look at the planet right now, we're in this mess because there was too much greed. We're in this mess because we forgot about Mother Nature. We're in this mess because we forgot we're all brothers and sisters on a tiny planet. We're in this mess because we became more interested in materialism than self-mastery and decency in making the world a better place. I just want to ask a question. I don't necessarily have anything uh, to add because Robin has 
so well versed in his in his content, his teachings. Uh, he's a guy that you know has clearly done the work to download and really integrate uh, how he wants to go through the world. But it is an interesting term to consider, right? Making the world a better place. It's heavy. It sounds brutally challenging. Uh, and I guess I want to raise the question of why, when we speak in those terms of ideals, does that raise so many eyebrows? I feel like maybe in, in society or uh, with particular friend groups, if that is something we were to verbalize, I were to verbalize, say out loud, um, you know, a lot of times I think a look warranting, you know, frankly, who the hell do you think you are, uh, would be a common response. And I, I don't have an answer for it. It's just something that leaves me uh, curious to how we got to that point, because I don't think it's something that is beyond our human capability. And if we would go within and, and again, this is not metaphysical. I mean, if, if you read, if you would simply read the right books install the right habits, learn how to build your mindset, build your heart set, build your health set, build your soul set. So you can maximize not only your peace, we're also talking about your performance. Maximize your impact, maximize your creativity, maximize your productivity. Well, when you do that, you start to own your, your original glory and you start to fall in love with who you are and you feel good about yourself. Well, then you go out in the world and you treat people better. You do amazing work and you deliver value for your customers or your stakeholders and you tread the earth more lightly because you're awake to what the world is. Robin is going on to discuss this term of our original glory. We rediscover our original glory. And it's really interesting. Something that I, you know, think of is, you know, none of our parents want average for their children. I just had uh, my child, uh, Charlie Jackson, He's a week and two days old now. And all I can think of is, you know, the greatness that I want for him in life, the greatness that I want him to provide in others. And um, I hope that, you know, these words will hold me accountable as, as a parent to do my very best and, and most patient work um, in trying to get to know, you know, this young man as he goes through the world and also to help him realize that, you know, in our family, it's going to be a we versus me uh, mentality. What can we bring to the world? What can you, Charlie, uh, bring to our communities? And that we, that we you know, are so lucky to live in. I got a text message when uh, Charlie was born. And it was from my Uncle Terry. He's my godfather. He's my, he's my dad's older brother. And he said, you know, welcome, uh, Connor, your child. He sent me, you know, sort of like a 10 responsibilities uh, of a father and raising a child. And, and one of the things that he ended the note with was, and you now know how loved you are. And I, I, I wrote it in the Instagram post and it really, I had some feedback from friends and family that that comment really sort of shook them. Um, but it is amazing that we all really do start at the, as these very young, very vulnerable beings. And it's nothing short of a miracle uh, first off, the whole pregnancy birth process, nothing short of a miracle that Lexi was able to pull off. And then just the maturation of the human soul. Um, it's something that I'm, I, I spend a good amount of time thinking uh, about, but it, it always feels every time I do that it's never enough because it, it 
really does deserve so much attention. And that makes you a warrior and it makes you a great performer. It also makes you a much happier, healthier human being. So I think the door, you know, we've, we've, we've got a little, I'm not saying from a place of judgment, you know, I'm a, I'm a flawed person myself and I'm just trying to figure it out as best as I can. But we, we've fallen into the seduction that the doorway to success opens outward versus inward. And I think part of this time we're experiencing is we get to be alone with ourselves more. Guess what? You, you, so you have to confront who you are. Maybe that maybe the people you've hurt, maybe the beliefs that are scaring you. There's a lot of people right now who are terrified. Well, is it the world that's terrifying people right now, or is it their pre-existing fears that what's happening in the world now is activating? If that makes sense. I mean, how many times have, how common is the conversation in, in today, the the modern person's head of, if I had the time, I would, or I would start, or I would begin, or I would do more of, and I'm one of those people, you know, I was, I was one of those people, uh, I wanted to start a podcast. It was something I wanted to talk about. I love talking to very interesting and worldly and, and, uh, profound people like yourself. These were conversations I want to engage in a little bit different than what we talk about in the locker room and that. And all of a sudden it was like, you know, three or four days had gone by. And again, this is something I thought about even with last summer. Uh, and I told myself enough excuses during the season why I wouldn't start. But when quarantine started, like I really had to stare at myself in the mirror and like deal with some of that self-sabotage. It was like, oh, you would, you would, if you weren't, you would start the podcast if you weren't playing. Well, let's see. Cause two days have gone by, three days have gone by. And all of a sudden there was like this, you know, uh, I had to address, you know, some of the, the self-sabotage. I had to address some of like the, well, why haven't you started? A lot of it was fear of judgment. Uh, but like I had to stare in the mirror and deal with the whole if, if game that I'd played for a long time. Yeah. I mean, and anyone who's pursuing their dreams and doing something amazing in the world is going to get those people who laugh at them. You know, because you said you were wondering why you might not have started those first few days. And, and I think you're right. We all, like we're tribal fundamentally, fundamentally and neurobiologically. Thousands of years ago, if we strayed from the, the, the herd, we would be eaten by saber-toothed tigers, warring tribes, or die of starvation. So now, here we are in the modern age, we have this neurobiological instinct to fit in. But you can do amazing things or you can fit in. You don't get to do both. I want to highlight this point about us being tribal beings and how people will laugh at us. So one of the questions I've thought a lot about is, you know, or I guess comments, Barry Trotz used to have a saying, if you want to go somewhere fast, go by yourself. If you want to go somewhere far, uh, you got to go with a team. And culturally, there will always be people who laugh at us for new endeavors for frankly trying really hard our very hardest maybe even failing Uh, but there's also people with similar values that will respect us for it that will call us friends and this concept of fostering a community of that sort on purpose is something I'm extremely interested in I was just talking with uh, with Colin before you know we started recording uh, this mini sticks, and I was I was kind of beginning a workout today, and you know throwing a, a 
a pity party about, you know, we're, as we're recording, I'm on day two or whatever of the, of a quarantine. This is after the back of a week where I was already out, um, you know, with COVID protocols for the birth of, of Charlie. And, you know, instead of going through my day on quarantine and alone, you know, there's a, a team video workout that I prioritized. And after seeing a couple smiling faces, uh, even through a computer screen, I did feel uh, much better. As uh, I go through, you know, the NHL season, two friends of mine from last year that were there through tumultuous times, ups and downs, were John Hayden and Kevin Rooney. And purposefully, both of them, uh, myself included, have had some tough times, uh, you know, during the shortened season already. But we've purposefully, even though we're on different clubs, uh, even though we're adversaries, if we're playing against each other, you know, with Hades, we won't see him, but with runes, we play the Rangers quite a bit still, you know, knowing that we have, uh, people in our corner. And of course, you know, going through this season, you always want to have a, a tight knit group. And when you're eating separate, you're eating in your hotel room, uh, you're not supposed to get rides to the rink. You're not supposed to, um, you know, really do all the things that a close team would do. You have to supplement the best you can. And this power of community and this power of culture, it's something that oftentimes can hold us back if we're not on the right side of the coin there. But it's something that I've found to be tremendously uh, rewarding uh, when I'm able to facilitate the and, and take responsibility for the quality of person around me. As I say in the 5M club, to have the results only 5% of the population has. We've got to be willing to think, behave, perform, do, like only 5% of the population is willing to do. That's going to make us abnormal. So, I mean, let's create a word on on on, on Connor Carrick podcast. Abnormalist. Let's be abnormalists because if you look at Tim Berners-Lee who came up with the internet, you look at Elon Musk, you look at Shakespeare, you look at Jordan. You look at Miles Davis, you look at Mother Teresa. These were all people who said, you know what? I'm going to face resistance. People are going to laugh at me. They might even try to kill me if you really play the game like at the highest level, like MLK and Gandhi. Well, they killed Gandhi because every visionary is ridiculed before they're revered. So I think, you know, for you, me, everyone listening, we've got to, we've got to have the bravery and the leadership to trust our instinct more than the fear that says, what will people think? Otherwise, you're, you're right. We're going to get to the last hour for our last day and say, well, I cared what people thought. I didn't do my life. And that, that's, that's a great way to waste your whole life. And what a great way to waste your whole life. How heavy is that statement? It's a very stoic um, philosophy, this, this consideration of who we are. Well, first off, the consideration that we will die. That's I always find an extremely sobering and motivating um, thought pattern for me personally. Maybe it's uh, somber or depressing for others, but knowing that this all is temporary uh, really helps me focus on what's important. Uh, but this this concept of regret, I think, is is a great fear um, for all of us as human beings. We want to be able to be proud of the masterpiece uh, upon. Our, our, our last days. And with Robin, I think that he takes his life so seriously. He, he, he tries to live his life on purpose. And that's where I think our greatest gains are as people, right? We are not unconscious beings. We are 
our, we have unconscious components um, of who we are, but we do have this free will. We do have this power of choice. Uh, and sometimes there's some machinery behind the scenes uh, pulling on different strings. But at the end of the day, as people, we, we can have systems in place for evaluation and then redirection. And this is something that uh, I, I hope as we, you know, end this sort of mini sticks uh, little um, series here today that I can leave you with until next week is, you know, what is it we're doing on purpose? What are things that if we could totally start our life anew uh, and reevaluate, you know, really from the get, from the moment we get up in a day, uh, is checking Instagram what we want to do? I do it. I'm guilty of it from time to time, but it's, it's really on my best days. Uh, there's quiet there. There's space to, you know, choose how I want to go about my day. When I, you know, slam my coffee and, and spill half a breakfast burrito on my way to the rink, or will I chew my food and, and really enjoy and celebrate uh, what it is I'm going to be able to put in my body? And I won't go through every second of the day, but, you know, really just trying to highlight opportunities for myself uh, first. I can only lead by example. I really, you know, try to avoid getting uh, too preachy on, on the podcast. But, you know, really, I'm just trying to be an ally uh, for you and, and be someone walking alongside you uh, doing the work day in, day out to be my very best. And, and really I've, I've learned that it's acceptable to take on such a tall task from leaders like Robin. So Robin Sharma, thank you again for coming on the curious competitor podcast. We've rebranded uh, since the early days, but uh, a lot of the success uh, and the listeners that I've been able to maintain week in week out with this podcast because of brilliant people like yourself. So thank you uh, to Robin, to our listener. And for all of our listeners, uh, thank you again for sticking with us week in, week in, week out. Uh, please continue to uh, leave a five-star review. Uh, believe it or not, even if you are not my mom, I believe you are able to leave more than one. So I greatly appreciate it. Um, and all of the comments, we really do read them. I really enjoy hearing about how great I am. It's not something uh, in the hockey coaching world you get a ton of. It's a lot more like, hey, Carrick, that was your guy, or hey, Carrick, you know, you really got to try better on defense, that kind of thing. Uh, so, you know, this podcast uh, is a great stream of positivity for me. Not necessarily that I need it. What was that? I saw a quote the other day. This is classic, Colin. Um, Elon Musk was asked about uh, feedback, like po uh, positive reinforcement uh, as an entrepreneur, how often he needed it. And he was like, if you need it, don't be an entrepreneur. And I was like, <laughs> I feel like that applies for hockey. Um, but anyway, for all of our listeners, thank you. Uh, for sticking with us week in, week out. Please continue to uh, share the podcast. Helps us grow. Helps us attract uh, more and more awesome guests uh, and continue to be able to bring you uh, different content week in, week out. 